0: Remember that time that we were like eighth, the eighth most listened to. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> UK. I enjoyed that. I now. Do you think we maybe shot ourselves in the foot by not listening to the audience and calling well, it a business? business? Exactly.
1: We. We're clearly in because in 'cause
2: we've all got quite, quite dark bit
3: Yeah. a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of did little bit of a little bit of a little of a little bit 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 of a little
2: bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a
3: yeah. so we clapped ourselves or him? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, I like it. Mm. Um, 100 days. Did we yeah. think he was gonna make it? Yeah. I think I think we are all in agreement. I think there was a pretty low bar set by not yeah. making the last he, one. He's
0: not the shortest, uh, no matter what happens now. True. He's not the shortest serving prime minister. And that hasn't been the case for a little while, but
2: mm. it's worth reiterating. Should we give him a rate out of 10? See how we ooh. think the 100 days have gone. That'd Just dive yeah. straight in.
3: Dive straight in. Go wow. for it, you go first.
2: Whoa, ooh. You will be so many it. caveats. Four. 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 I think a four. I five. Think, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. yeah. Is this
1: versus expectations or like. Yeah, I think. think I think I'm going to be three
2: or four. Can okay. I say three and a half? Oh, I'll say four. Sure. I'll say four. <laughs> sure. Ben, ben five. five. You, you ranked highest.
3: Five. What do you think of the notable Massive moment, Jack? You have, fan.
2: To come, you have to come in.
3: I don't know. I don't <laughs> know yeah. anything. He hasn't been paying, paying attention. Something. Uh, four and a half. Nice. Just go dead in the middle. There's a reason I ask the questions. Sure.
1: I, I don't know things, mm. Ben. Why five?
3: Yeah, why five? Um,
0: I, it's difficult because obviously he came after trust, which which set the mm-hmm. you know the bar pretty low. Um, he's had a couple of sort of rebellions and he's had a couple of scandals and things like that, but yeah. nothing that has ever made us really think that uh, he's in jeopardy of being mm-hmm. arrested in a similar way. Um, it's only been hundred days. He hasn't done too much yet, but he hasn't messed anything up
1: either. So True. straight down the middle.
3: Okay. So what about you guys? Why do you give it slightly lower? Why four
1: rather than five? Personally, I think it's difficult because ten out of ten for not you know for still being prime minister, you've sure. got to give him that. Sure. However, there's a lot of problems that ha- you know like strikes mm-hmm. still going on. Um, basically, all the all the issues that he faced at the start, all he the still issues. faces those. Yeah, all the rishis. Um, he still faces those, and I don't feel like that much progress has been made on those. Yeah, um, but I don't want to give like a zero or anything because you know if he'd have just won an election and had his first hundred days, you'd expect a lot more. But that's true. He doesn't. You know, he's it's coming with it, a, lot it's of a tough, tough job to come into. Yeah, so, Zach. Um, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Some, that was quite rude, actually. Um, <laughs> I, done anyway. I It think, was clear. He was clear, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I think we both, like, all of us agree that basically it's not as bad as trust, but it's still not good. And all I'd say, I think four might even feel generous in retrospect, but what I would say is that the fundamentals are obviously terrible. You know, he's come in. Yeah. Part, it's very, very unpopular. Economic situation is pretty miserable. He doesn't really have very much time to do mm-hmm. anything interesting. You've got two years. Most big keynote policies take longer than that to. Come so your
3: four is that about the situation more broadly, or how he's made it better or worse? Well, what I'm about to say is that he,
2: I think he hasn't. I think he's underperformed.
3: Got it. He's also Even done that. Bad not done
2: situation, but got he's also done badly. And I think that quite a lot of that is that one of his main jobs. When he came in, was sort of unifying the party, mm-hmm. and he's done a pretty crap job of that. Okay. And I yeah. think the way he's done a crap job of that is flip-flopping more than he should have done on a whole load of stuff. I think the first flip-flop we had was COP, mm-hmm. when he said he wasn't going to go, and then eventually went. But that set the tone, and then there was a the flip-flopping on onshore winds. There's the a housing targets, yeah, Braverman, um, and similarly, all the scandals. He's been pretty slow to deal mm-hmm. with those. Obviously, there's a whole one that took him a while that shouldn't have been in the headlines for as long as it was. Um, It's a similar thing with Dominic Raab, who's still under investigation, that's sort of a simmering issue. Mm -hmm. And you can see why. The the problem is that he doesn't have that many ministers, competent ministers available, and that you can't make too many enemies um, in the party. But, at the same time, it has sort of backfired on him, and it just means that, you know, essentially there's no discipline in the party. Yeah. And and that's made his job pretty tough. So that's why I think, even though he's got, got crap fundamentals, he's also done badly. So that's why he gets a fall. Oh. Yeah.
3: Okay. He has done some things, though. I see in front of you, you've each got a bullet point list of things he's done. I don't have the list. That's so on, come let's yourselves. on yourselves. I'll on. go and grab Let it. You guys on. start.
2: Go on, Ben, what are the things you think he's actually done? Should we done? wait until Jack... cut so this? No, no, let's, let's keep, keep going, going. Let's keep going. He, he hasn't <laughs> know anything. Let's just keep going. What do you think he's done? I think,
0: right, so I think the, the main things here are the fact that he's had legislative difficulty in this time. So he's there's a number of things that sort of build into the point you were making, Zach. Uh, about the fact he doesn't have any control over the party and any time there's any hint that there may be uh, his backbenchers voting against a government policy, the government policy changes. So, as we've said, onshore wind, planning reform and um, online safety as well the three main ones. Uh, He's had to... Oh, hello. Uh, He's had to flip-flop on. Um, There's also, as you say, with with the scandals, just hasn't been able to get control of that. I think it has just all been defined by the fact that he has no real power, that he can't... He has to keep a certain number of ministers in position. Um, He has to try and appease both sides of the party. um, And he hasn't really been able to make any fundamental changes as a result of that. He's just trying to survive in the job. Do we have any positives, then?
2: I mean, he's managed to get...
0: He's managed. It, it, I don't know if that's either through or it's just about to go through. Online safety bill has been a really, really long piece of legislation that dates back a number of years. That might finally be getting onto the statute book. And there are some problematic clauses with it, but whatever you think of those, there are some good parts to that bill as well. Which so the pret-
2: upside is he's got a third piece of legislation with an ADC majority. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying, like it's it's a pretty no, no, a, no, a it's pretty, a pretty low bar. It's yeah. um, uh, but it's more than uh, trust managed. I mean, the first one you got on this is the. UK continuing with yeah, military to ukraine which he almost definitely deserves credit for johnson mm-hmm. definitely set the tone there but, yeah. but Sunak soon continued he was obviously pretty quick off the mark with the challenger tanks so first big european country and if we count poland to send um, main battle tanks to ukraine mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean even then you only give him limited credit because again johnson set the tone and if anything that sort of power of inertia would have made him do it anyway yeah yeah um <clears throat> And probably Ben Wallace as well will we'll be partly responsible for all that. That's pretty tough on Sunak, isn't it? Mm. It's not very nice to him. It's, I mean, it must, it's, it's must genuinely hard to think nice. of a.
1: I'd, if you asked him what. We should have got him on, but we could have asked him. <laughs> what, <laughs> what is your, yeah, In your first 100 days, what are you most proud of doing? What's your biggest success? I don't actually know what he'd say.
2: Maybe some credit for stabilising the economy. I yeah, mean, I suppose so. Reversing all the. We don't trust want to go stuff, back to talking basically. about guilt yields because. Yeah. No, oh, no. Yeah. But. He did stabilise the economy in that sense. But again... But that kind of happened when Jeremy
1: Hunt became Chancellor yeah. under Liz Truss. And, and actually it was allowed him to probably the Bank
2: it. of England. I yeah. mean, if sure. you want to... It was an emergency bond buying programme that mm. stabilised that. Plus, we shouldn't really
0: differentiate. I, I, I think Truss was still a Conservative, soon a Conservative. It's the same party in charge. I don't think he gets credit for... The Conservatives should get credit for fixing their own mess. I'm not giving the economic... We're talking about Sunak, though. Yeah. So he,
1: in his first speech, he promised that the government will have integrity, professionalism, and accountability at every level. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trust is earned, and I will earn yours, he says. Uh, Can we say he's done that? No. No, No, not really.
2: (laughs) The only thing, actually, now we're thinking of it, the only thing I will give him credit for is he has definitely improved the UK's standing on the international stage. And that's, again... Not, it's not that impressive, sure, but he's definitely better mates with all of the other big leaders than yeah. Johnson or Trustworth. I mean, mm-hmm. one thing that was really, really evident whenever they went to like a multilateral thing was quite how much everyone disliked them, mm-hmm. you know. Like Macron and Johnson, obviously, they had that whole I mean, remember when Johnson called it Le Bromance, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's very lispy, but Johnson called it Le, Br- Le Bromance, and um then they clearly didn't get on um, and it was a similar thing with Biden but mm-hmm. it's clear that Sunak has improved our reputation at least in the very very elite diplomatic circles yeah um, that's pretty good that's pretty good to be fair that, that's that's non-trivial yeah mm. yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's difficult isn't that? isn't it because they
0: just don't He's, he, I think that the main thing with him is that he's been trying to survive through this, having yeah. seen two of his predecessors toppled. So we made a video about this recently, that he appeared to just not be... Anyway, He wasn't really in Parliament that much, he wasn't really out in the country that much. He was kind of in hiding, trying not to cause any controversy, trying not to... Um, you know, be in be in the papers that much. So it's kind of difficult to yeah. assess what he's done because mm-hmm. for a lot of the time he I, almost, I still think as a
1: tactic, deliberately wasn't doing yeah. that much. He has actually he started doing this PM Connect thing. I don't know if you've seen much Ooh. of that, where he's mm. going around the country having little Q and A press conference type things with people in parts of the country. And it's the fact that no one talks about it or knows it's really happening suggests yeah. that like it's not going great. But he's he's, he's, he's doing it. He's trying, thing, something, I suppose. Yeah. But <laughs> God, it's, it's quite sad this. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I
2: mean in some sense he is a victim of circumstance and we shouldn't yeah. we shouldn't underplay that like that he was facing so many problems and the time frame was so short that it's mm. not great. not a time I think sort that out.
0: There's been a lot of prime ministers who come into office with difficult situations and they try and stamp their mark on the situation and try and be decisive and lead mm-hmm. the country. You know, Thatcher came in following uh, you know the winter of discontent and a ton of economic problems and whatever you think of her as a politician she she did something she she tried to uh leave her mark on it and tried mm. to to steer the country mm. in a certain direction sunak do, isn't doing that he's he's not he's not but he's
1: yeah but that is you know he is we're on year 13 of a conservative government and he is the fifth prime minister in that run mm. Mm. yeah like it's it's a very different situation to if he just got elected yeah. with the majority that he has now.
2: I of think the, the two years thing is, is the main thing. Is That's just a good example. Like the, the structural reforms to the, the economy and the sort of like basically taking bargaining power away from Labour and moving it towards capital. Like that, that takes a lot of time and that you only reap the benefits. You know, inflation only start coming down a few yes. years after tenure. You, you don't really have the time to engage in a full throated economic well, reform of the UK economy, which is, I, I think, what quite a large fraction of the Tory party wants to do. But, you know, they, they want to go for their, like, growth agenda or cut taxes or deregulate, mm-hmm. all that sort of shenanigans. But that is, that's a long-term project. And it's, if you've only got two years at, at most, then you can't really start embarking on that journey. And that leaves him this whole sort of, like, limbo, where he doesn't have time to do the interesting, but it's too long for him to be this boring. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. you can't actually spend two years being, like, it's okay, you know, at least we're not in a terrible recession. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's not a strategy. So he's just—he's just sort of stuck. Um, yeah, but he, <laughs> I
0: do—I do, ag- I do what, agree. I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I completely agree that he's he stuck and <laughs> he doesn't have so the time. Sad. That he he doesn't have the time sad, to do the full structural reform of, say, Thatcher. Yeah. Um, but even just coming up with with some reforms, trying to do something to the UK, because he made that announcement a couple of weeks ago about his five points, and then a lot of it was, "Oh, we'll announce something soon about the specifics of this." Mm-hmm. I haven't heard any specifics on on the five. It's true. Um, in any regard, I mean, the IMF today has come out and said that, that we're, you know, the UK growth is g- going to be one of the lowest and even below that of Russia. One of Sunak's five points was for <laughs> which, the UK yeah. to grow. Um, that
2: is pretty brutal. Yeah. So, also, it's such a low bar. <laughs> like, not a recession. And yeah. We're going to miss that f***ing bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> but this is my point, is that
0: he came in with a difficult situation. But even with that being a difficult situation, he's yeah. not really done yeah. anything.
1: I also think there are some things. um, The strike issue, for example, when he came in, I thought he would, his government might have a slightly different approach to the strikes, and I thought they'd want to resolve them as Mm -hmm. soon as possible. But it seems to be the complete opposite. They've been quite (coughs) hostility between the government and unions now is much higher than it was. Mm -hmm. um, Partly because of just the ongoing strikes, but also their legislation to for for minimum service levels. Yeah, Um, and. You know, th- so that is just something that's been drawn out over these hundred days and mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon. And to give Liz Truss and her government a tiny bit of credit, Whoa. in her tiny, what was it, forty-nine day yeah. premiership, yeah. Uh, she ended the barristers' strike. Mm. Um, uh, well, the justice secretary did technically, yeah. but like you know, that was something. Yeah. Whereas with this, we've got uh, teachers now striking, fire, fire brigades now striking. Mm-hmm. There's more strikes happening than there were when Rishi Sunak yeah. took over so he's things have got worse
2: on that sense it's so sad living in a country that's just definitely getting worse do you mm. know what i mean like i remember there's a there's a i can't remember who it was talking about there's a, some people talking about living in america and they were saying like one of the downsides is that like sure you live in the wealthiest country in the world but like you're just going down. I mean, I'm not sure that's true for America, but yeah. living in the UK at the moment, there is that vibe of just sort of permanent decline.
3: And kind of across the board, too. There's people on all sides of political oh, yeah. aisle who yeah. think that it's going down. There's not many yeah. people who would say things are getting better. No. Like even ideologically, even like cultural war issues, people on both sides are angry and think things are getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. And economically, it's kind of. It's undeniable that it's getting worse.
0: It's at times like this where it's so essential that you have a sort of a unified government that can set a long-term strategy. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we've had this the third prime minister in in a year is is just it doesn't make the situation any better at all. This is where long-term plans. And I know that I've spoken about this before, but the fact that we wasted all of last year doing nothing, um, and then we tried to take a radically different turn with Liz Truss to only then waste time again coming back to to sort of the, the mainstream e- economic ideas you know it just didn't help
2: it yeah, just didn't one help of the at other all things you actually remind me that that's really disappointing me about sunak is how how much he's pandered to the brexit nonsense mm-hmm. and there's something where I thought he would just take a more sensible line than than truss and johnson i thought that basically the, the clear imperative for sensible economic policy would push him to ditch some of the more ridiculous Brexit myths. But he's yeah. just refused to. And he's indulging in this, like, ridiculous EU repeal law bill, that one where they don't even know how many laws they're going to repeal. They're <laughs> just going to repeal all of them Yeah, see what happens. It's, I mean, it's, it's clearly nonsense. And it's not even supported by a majority of the Tory party, but he's too afraid to take them on. Um, and whenever he does those speeches, he always talks in vague terms about, like, the Brexit freedoms and the free ports and all that sort mm-hmm. of shenanigans. Um, yeah, that's just another bit that's just disappointing me. I was only going to say, we, I think we all agree here, that basically, bad situation, but he's also been crap. Yeah. I feel yeah. like
1: the four I gave him actually feels too high now. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I <laughs> want yeah. to review as well. Yeah.
0: I also think that his, he he tends to go for the culture y stuff as well. So mm-hmm. as, as a tactic to just try and um, shift the, the conversation somewhere else and something he's more comfortable um, you know, with the right scoring points on. So things with like Scotland, the the, the mm-hmm. transgender bill. There's also the boats, the the small boats. Yeah. And the fact that one of his five policy, one of his five like aims for this year are to is to increase legislation to stop small boats, despite the fact that they introduced new legislation only last year to do this yeah. but ben, it's just another classic priorities yeah of <laughs> course He does feel
2: like one of those things where he's heard like three focus groups and of like tory voters sure. and have been like yeah yeah migrants trans stuff go on then why not yeah but he's not even good at it like no. sure you can use like polling to inform your policy decisions but he's he's crap at it and he yeah. just sort of takes around in pot shots in a slightly chaotic manner that makes no one happy and one of the reasons why is polling is crap yeah I was going to say, I think we all agree, though, basically. This is the
3: outline. 100th episode, yeah, we the are, final episode. We this was me meant to be a celebration it, of
2: <laughs> everything.
3: And it's been the quietest, saddest episode <laughs> yeah. of any podcast yeah. I've even listened to, let alone been involved in.
2: I'm sorry. That is true. But I think partly we're just all so miserable <laughs> living in Britain. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm normally not optimist about all these sort of things, but I think also doing this podcast on the day that that IMF data comes out yeah. is pretty miserable. And also, the same day, by the way, the corruption index has just come out, and we've dropped 10 places, and we had the steepest decline, like the fifth steepest decline of any country, which is pretty miserable as well. And it's all to do with, like, Where, where are we and going?
3: And... Where, where's getting better?
2: Oh, where are we leaving to? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I'm, I'm a, uh, I think there's a very good bull case for America. I think, huh. I think America looks looks pretty good. I don't these want guys. America.
3: Where, where else can
2: we go? Uh, where else? Could we, what, do you want, you want to live somewhere else? Yeah. Portugal's great. great weather. nice. Mm.
3: Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, somewhere where I can feel optimistic. Somewhere oh. it's getting better, not worse. Or at least plateauing.
2: Oh, I do think that parts of Europe are probably quite good back to go. Okay. I think Germany looks like it's struggling a little bit at the moment. Sure. There's a reason to be wary of its future economic growth. Um, but... You know, I, I, could, I could do Southern Europe, I could do Portugal, I could do Spain, I could maybe do Italy.
1: I mean, okay. Russia's going to grow more this year. And that's that's true. That's <laughs> 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 we could choose anywhere and it would have... Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm not
2: saying we should move to Russia, just to be clear. Did you see that advert yeah. that the Russian... Uh, they, they, they released. as like a move oh, to Russia oh. there. Well, they were clearly losing loads of men. Mm. So like, oh, actually, just whole families yeah. because of the the war and the mobilisation. And they released a the really quite odd video, of being like, move to Russia. And some oh, of it's like classic that. talking points, being like, you know, like um, we have cheap gas and we have like uh, um, like sort of um, dog whistle stuff about like. Oh, like Orthodox family culture, values. family yeah, values, yeah, yeah. and just sort of, you know, like, no gays, and that sort of thing. <laughs> wasn't that... And, yeah, Did but then go, one of them yeah. was, like, pretty ladies, yeah, and then say. it was, like, a little girl running through a field. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't good. Um, means, yeah. Anyway, I was going to say, what do we think... We all agree on this. Either mm-hmm. we're talking about where we move to, or what think the <laughs> prognosis is for, like, the next couple of years for Sunak? Like, do you think... Has he got any chance of winning when the election happens? I
1: I, I can't see it happening. No, honestly,
2: can't.
0: It's, it's not going to be possible. Yeah. Surely. no. But then I suppose the, the positive to spin this from is that at least if someone has been rated so low down and they've done <laughs> such a bad job that we're optimistic <laughs> that they're not going to get the job again. Yeah. Like that's that's, yeah. that's surely good news. That's I suppose. True.
1: Yeah, we might end up. You know, if some polls are to be believed, we might end up Keir Starmer prime minister. Um, SNP is the official opposition. You know, that would at least would have, be you know, fun. Be crazy. Let's talk like, about that, that actually. Because actually,
2: I think... I've, I made this argument before, but I really do think... That people are underestimating the chance of that happening. Mm. I think, especially with the economic news that's coming out. I mean, obviously the IMF forecast we take on the pinch of salt. Yeah. But if we really do enter a year-long recession in 2023, Sunak's only selling point—the only thing—is yeah. competence and like economic stability. Yeah. That would be an utter failure. Yeah. And I really do think, given that he's already on like 25%, he's 20 points behind Labour. Mm-hmm. If that happens, and then we see you know inflation continue to kick up. So the latest data suggests that net inflation is going down, but inflation on stuff like food stuff is still going up and living standards contract even further, then you can really imagine a situation in 2023, yeah. 2024, where they, see, they get hammered.
1: I see a lot of discussion on, on Twitter where people say, is this going to be 1992 or is it going to be 97, yeah. in the sense that will the Conservatives have a surprise victory or will it be a Labour landslide? And apparently there's growing thought among the Conservatives that um, you know, they can pull back a 92-style surprise victory. But a lot of people have also been pointing out that, like, firstly, history doesn't have to repeat itself. It doesn't no. have to be one mm-hmm. of those things or the other we could be looking at something far bigger than 97 in terms of a Labour win and a Tory collapse. Like limiting ourselves to a Labour landslide, yeah. it, could be, it could be worse for the Conservatives than Plus, that.
0: two of the main indicators of who's going to win an election are obviously the favourability of, of you know, the, the, the Prime Minister, but also the, the major policy issues. Yeah. So at the minute, the, the three main policy areas are the economy, um, health, and uh, uh, asylum and immigration uh, and Labour lead on all three, even things that, you know, the economy is traditionally, you'd maybe expect the Tories to be a little bit, because people would expect... Uh, Labour maybe not to be trustworthy, etc., but that they're ahead on that. Immigration. immigration as well, yeah, which I mean, that's is wild. wild. And the Conservatives have been consistently like really, really that that is their issue. Yeah. Um, and I know we're still two years out from an, uh, an election, but as you say, none of us are optimistic about yeah. the situation yeah. in the next two years. If the situation continues in the way that we're expecting it to, I absolutely agree. And but, you know, just because <laughs> the Conservatives have always been, uh, it's, it's always been opposition um, Labour and Conservatives for the last you know, 70, 80, 90 years, that doesn't mean that it always has to be. You have partisan realignment. That that happens in this country. The Liberals used to be the opposition party. Labour came from... weren't a party until sort of the 1900s and managed to work their way up. Like, things change around based on how parties do and their their, uh, viewpoint that the public have of them. And if this continues the way that it is, and the Conservatives' favourability keeps going down, it's absolutely not unheard of that there will be a partisan yeah. realignment. That That is and they absolutely do, a possibility.
1: I, I, I think that any government, any party after 13 or more years in government, it kind of naturally needs to have a yeah. period in opposition yeah. to kind of find itself again. Um, sounds very spiritual, but I mean, in a kind of political sense. no I that. Yeah. But, you know, if the, if the Tories end up with like double-digit seats or, you know, just lose hundreds and hundreds of mm-hmm. seats like some people are expecting... Do they do they recover from that, or do, does a new kind of wing emerge? And like, because if you if you end up with that few seats, it is a prime opportunity for half the party to say, actually, yeah. let's, let's go our own way and see what we can do. That would be. I really think
2: people are under, yeah. underestimating this. And the other thing I'd say is that clearly, after you're right, they've been in for 13 years, mm-hmm. and when the election rolls around, it's been 15 years. And the thing that everyone clearly wants is something a change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? And I think what's really interesting is that there's just this asymmetry in, in how the parties are allowed to offer change. And, like, they're, they're, but basically, the Tories can't offer reform because no one trusts them anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, when, I don't know, Jeremy Hunt is a good example, or who's the current health secretary? Is it Barclay? Steve, Steve Barclay, Barclay? Yeah. yeah. if Steve Barclay starts talking about, as Sunak did, actually, earlier in the campaign, he started talking about implementing fines for people missing GP appointments, yeah? Introducing some price signals into the NHS. It's a good way, maybe, of, like, taking some of the financial pressure off the system, Yeah he had to back down very, very quickly because people always see it as a prelude to the sort of US-style privatization yeah, yeah. of the, they think the toys are trying to do it by stealth, you know, mm-hmm. privatize it by stealth. Um, and it's really interesting watching how sort of quiet they have to be about the NHS despite the fact that the crisis in The NHS is just of epic proportions. Yeah. I mean we're entering really terrible um, Positive feedback loops, which just make things worse and worse and worse doctors are fleeing the system We can't find more of them because of brexit, you know, we don't have enough money to pay for new ones we don't train enough of them mm. and then But they can't say anything about it because every time they start to want reform everyone goes Ah, you secretly want to hand us over to big pharma and, and turn it into america. Yeah, whereas labor can where yeah. Streeting does spend his time going, we need reform, and he took aim at the BMA the other day, British Medical Association, which is like the union for doctors, and that didn't go down well. But apart from that, most doctors go, yeah, God, where Streeting's right, we do need reform. You can, the majority of people who work in the NHS mm-hmm. admit that it needs reform, and like what precisely that reform looks like is up for question. But the Tories can't talk about it, yeah. whereas where Streeting can, and everyone loves when he does. Yeah. You know, he gets all those weird front pages on the you know, FT, when they're like, where's streeting Labour's new charismatic minister. <laughs> and you're like, well, yeah, fair enough. But he, it pay, pays dividends is the point I'm making there. Yeah. And I feel like that, that, that pattern holds across basically every policy area. You know, the Tories can't really talk about, like, let's say housing. I mean, housing, they can't because various internal political disagreements within the party. But people think that they're like the, you know, the party of the landlords, whatever yeah. that form is, you're going to try and scupper us. And the Labour can, because mm. they're just more trusted. And yeah. it's the same thing now even with immigration because Tories can't talk about it because basically if you're on the left, you go, it's because you hate, you're, you're racist and you, mm-hmm. you, know, you hate poor people coming in from Africa. And if you're on the right, you just go, well, you've said this before, nothing works. Yeah. Whereas Labour can offer something and it might not make everyone happy, but at least there's this like, oh, okay, we're open yeah, to this new change. Yeah, some plausibility change? there yeah. they don't have. And I think that, that if that asymmetry maintains, that's gonna be absolutely destructive for the Tories Come 2024. Yeah. And the absolute last thing I'll say is that you're right about like, um, there are partisan shifts in politics. It does happen. And I think that there's this sort of like, um, there's this idea, this like Copernican thought amongst like British political analysts, which is that because Labour and the Tories have been the main two parties for such a long time, that's what's going to happen. But mm-hmm. again, I always point this out is that if you just look in Europe, for example, it's proof that being an establishment political party does not protect you from partisan shifts. No, you know? no. So France is a great example. Les Républicains were nearly wiped out, however mm. many, what, in the last 10 years. They've yeah. staged a bit of a comeback, but they still don't have good presidential candidates. The socialists were actually wiped out. I mean, yeah. to the extent they had to sell their Paris headquarters. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's really embarrassing. You can imagine a Tory situation happening where they get 50 seats, funding dries up, and then all of those, like, weird, fancy, you know, dinners they do, that sort yeah. of thing, just goes. Um, And set Italy, all the main parties were completely gone in the mid-90s with the corruption scandal. And yeah, I just think it could happen. Just one thing to add to that as well
0: is that when parties do leave office... um, and especially after a long period in power, and they have to try and, like, as we said, try and find themselves, you tend to see more factionalisation, because there's a lot of frustration about the fact that they're not in power. But the fact that that factionalisation has happened while they're still in power, and they're still dividing themselves, if they do reduce to that number of seats, I I would really struggle to see how you'd get a party leader to come in to try and get morale up and to try and rebuild them. Mm -hmm. I mean, after the whole Thatcher major era, you had, like, three or four different... Uh, leaders in the early 2000s, and which was largely because they, they couldn't quite find their feet with who they were as a party and, and what they were going to go with. There was a lot of resentment over that. There was a lot, of, you know, there wasn't optimism within the party. Mm-hmm. And if that happens again after the, uh, what is it, 13 years, in? Uh, will have been 14 years uh, in power, I, I really struggle to see how they're going to come back from that, especially with factionalisation already at what it is, because yeah. that's only going to increase. Um, yeah, so what the I'll
2: say is that that's a really good, like, case in point, is the the post-stature era yeah mm. but the other thing is post-stature era that you could stick together is i'm a mean, post major i'm talking yeah, but post-major. yeah post-major. Major. is because they had a whole load of big beasts to keep everything together you yes know? and they ju- they had um william Hague, david davis IDS. and then yeah idf ids idf <laughs> is that what's that company Israeli
1: defense <laughs> 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 they do keep things together the IDF. yeah
2: strict discipline there um but the uh the the Toy Party has been routed of all its talent mm-hmm. and they have no big beasts. I mean, who's going to, you know, who's that goon who does anti-Covid stuff the whole time? Um, oh, um,
1: Andrew Bridgen. There's yeah. a whole load of them. Aren't yeah, yeah, it's There's honestly too they big. Have,
2: they have no big beasts, no one political capital, no one is going to keep the party together. And... That just means that you know when that, this happens, I just can't see them having that cohesion that requires. You're
0: talking specifically of Matt Hancock stepping down, aren't you, yeah, about the yeah. big beasts leaving? Exactly.
2: I mean, who is the big beast? Who's the biggest beast? It's astonishing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who is the biggest beast? And when beast? you look at
1: the constituencies under threat, like, I don't know who's going to survive the next election. That's true. So you could say Penny Morden could be the next leader, but she might not be an MP yeah. come the next election.
2: Yeah. And she's not even a big beast. No one no. really knew. I mean, we no did, way. but no one knew she was when yeah. she ran. I mean, Charles yeah. Walker, that's a long-standing MP. Yeah. That's like... Yeah,
3: but nobody knows who he He's is. He's stepping down. There
2: you go. He's stepping yeah. down. That's exactly. Yeah. There
1: you go. You oh. know, Sajid Javid's stepping down. Yeah. There's loads of them going. I mean,
3: understandably. Like, N- yeah.
1: Nadeem a good time a criminal.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know... <laughs> It's, just, it's shocking. It's it's wild and I think people are underestimating it.
0: Okay, so I want this all clipped for when we do when when twenty four happens
2: and, then <laughs> and they oh god! <laughs> I want this all yeah. on the record. Yeah. The only qualification we should make is that the polling suggests that people aren't yet actively interested in labour. Yes. And I all I would say there is that, that I mean a couple of things. One that's sort of what you'd expect two years before an election. You don't want to start jumping out policies because you save them all up for your campaign. Yeah. Um, and, and that could that could not work. But the other thing I'll say is that there are, I don't know enough about the details here, but people who are closer to this so do say that the, the quality of people coming through the Labour ranks at the moment is a lot higher than mm-hmm. it has been. I'm, I'm not really sure why. I'm not sure how the process has improved compared to the Tory one. Um, but... I would, I would, if they're correct, basically, I would expect that when we get to campaign time, the, the quality of policy coming out is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as long as Labour can offer up basically just any sense of reform, just sort of anything, mm-hmm. yeah, then then people will become attracted to them. And it's not going to be difficult Tory party to beat. We'll see. Yeah.
3: So we'll obviously come back to this at an election in 24 or whenever it's going to be. But... Where this isn't the final, final episode because I think we should do another episode of The Bigger Issue in October or whenever it is Ooh. that you've had a full year. So, if you could suggest one thing for Rishi Sunak to do between now and then that would lead to having a more positive outlook on his prospects a year in versus 100 days in. What area should he focus on? I don't need a policy proposal necessarily, just what, what broadly ought he... I think, I think the biggest issue at the minute is the economy, so yeah.
0: increase growth, reduce inflation. I mean, that, that's, he, he's come in to fix the economy. Yeah. He hasn't
1: done that yet. Sort that out. Sure. I think these, these are kind of two, but very interconnected. Wages and strikes. Like, mm-hmm. he needs to sort that out. Sure. Like, if we still have massive strikes come October, then it's a very bad situation. Zach?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm mean, super not optimistic about the wages and strikes mm. thing. I mean, his policy at the moment just seems to be attack the... Well, uh, this is a, like, it's a caricature of attack the unions. But yeah. the thing, two things I think I'd like to see. One, I know he backed down on it, but housing reform, if you're worried about the economy, so sensible. We need, yeah. need housing reform. Things are getting really quite stupid. Um, and the other thing is, stop pandering to like the Brexit nonsense. You can be pro Brexit and you can believe in like you know deregulating your financial sector or your insurance sector and like certain weird free trade deals, but don't pander to stuff like the legislative act, the yeah. Appeal act, where you're just going to ditch a whole load of laws for no good reason.
3: Okay, There's some advice.
2: So, uh, hire us. They wish um, you don't hire us. We've all got not jobs. all of you at one go. Still, I don't think any of us. Is, is it, no.
0: None of us would accept. Yeah. Wow. Um,
1: also, I said, sort out strikes and wages. I don't know how to do that. but oh, You don't need to. It's not your job. That's true. That's well, I am tell Then you're giving away your advice <laughs> yeah. for free. That's true. Very yeah. true. What's your yeah.
3: email, Rory? Rory at tldrnews.com. Well, actually go? tweet me at Rory. Oh, that's there we go. Better. Yeah. So that was the big issue. Yeah. It's been 100 days. It, it, it's on the whole been less interesting than I think we hoped. Certainly in contrast to trust issues. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what it was originally called, right? They're two similar. Yeah. Trust Issues it was drama, bombast, excitement. We wanted to make more than two episodes a week. Now, I'm happy that we're doing an episode every 250 whatever days it is until the next <laughs> one. Because, as you say, it's been generally kind of negative. There's not been all that much exciting to talk about. He's been in hiding quite a lot. He has been. Um, It's been a four or five out of ten experience for everyone, I feel.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I did think with four people, this would be like a fun podcast. So did I. It's been been dark.
3: We discussed before, because we did the drink episode to celebrate (laughs) us getting to whatever place we got on the podcast table. We did an episode where we all had like a couple of drinks. And I'd say that was the most fun I had making an episode, which maybe is telling, <laughs> was that? But it was, a, it was a funny episode, I feel. Was that
1: the Truss era or the Rishu era? Big Rishu era. I don't era. remember. Yeah. Either way, that was tr- though, that was truss. it must have been, truss. been yeah, truss.
3: Truss. But that was fun. And we said, should we do that again for the 100th episode? I'm glad we didn't, actually. Because yeah. mm. I thought it would make the exciting mood even more palpable. But instead, I think we'd yeah. be in tears. We'd have been sat like over our drinks.
1: Like, we're at a it would have probably yeah. been depressing. Yeah, is that what you do at a bar all the time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. That's why we don't go for drinks yeah. anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for
3: watching. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it more than Rishi Sunak has.
0: More than Jack has.
3: I've enjoyed elements of it. I just think <laughs> so. Here, here's my piece.
2: I think we should end the podcast. it no. should be like an addendum, an option addendum. Otherwise, people are going to be listening, thinking something Okay, no, is
3: nothing more is happening. You yeah. can leave now. Here's my piece. <laughs> I, I think I enjoyed the bit, no, tr- trust issues, because mm-hmm. it was really interesting. There was a lot to talk about. I felt excited and interested by British politics. And as this series has gone on, <laughs> less and less has happened, and my interest has waned. And I feel like we've had to force some episodes in a way that hasn't felt that fun for anyone. And I think as well, my, my natural level of interest in some of these topics is lower than all three of you. So when I also know nothing about it, I'm just reading things off a piece of paper and I don't know what value I bring and that makes me sad. Oh,
1: so Very good host. Yeah, I don't know if I host. believe that,
3: but thank you. You're welcome. Um, but I'm excited for the next podcast we do. Yes. Coming very soon. Ben and I were meant to discuss it earlier, but
1: it's on your to-do list. Is it? Can yeah. we give any idea of what it might be?
3: Well,
2: um, you can actually... If suggestions. If you want yeah. any, anything you'd actually yeah. like us to cover. I mean, yeah. I mean we're about to have nothing.
3: a meeting about it, so it might be too late, but comment if you'd like. Yeah,
0: or tweeters. tweet
3: us.
1: Tweet us. At You can decipher it from that, I think.
3: But yeah, I think it will be good. I think I'd recommend obviously making sure you're subscribed here and on the podcast feed because we'll just rebrand the podcast feed. But also subscribe to TLDR Daily as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Definitely do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's the sort of thing you'd like. I I imagine if you you like listening to this, there's more where that came from. So... (laughs)
2: What a, what a I guess we're sell. done now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah. it.
0: That's yeah. it. So. That's us done. Well we did done, a whole everyone. podcast. We managed to make it through a full 100 days, yeah, actually, unlike what we did with Liz Trust. No, was that wasn't our awesome. fault.
3: No, it wasn't. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If we Even with a Liz Trust 100 it. days, it would have been a fun ending.
2: Yes. But we, we probably. Do... Sunak
3: is actually a 3 out of 10 because he's also ruined our vibe.
2: Yeah, I, now that we've had this he's conversation, upset I, me I bring him down quite a bit, I think, too.
3: Thanks for watching.
2: Sorry, Rishi. Bye.
0: That's it. How We're long done. Now. Uh, 100 days.
3: Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else excited for this to die? I <laughs> like wow. that. Wow. definitely is. Yeah. This is my favourite part of the week. I'm However, excited for I'm the excited new one. a rebirth like yeah. a
1: phoenix
3: <laughs> <of> the ashes. <laughs>